You're listening to This Is How We See It with your host, Eric Lee. The show where we say it like we see it. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Welcome to it. My name is Eric Lee, and in the studio with me, I've got Miss C. Well, hello. Okay, so Miss C. Yes. So I am going to pose a question that we will answer uh, later on in the show, but I wanted to pose it so that you can kind of think about what your answer is going to be. Got okay. It. And here's the question. If you could go back in time, what would you change? So that's the question that we will answer later on in the show. If you could go back in time, what would you change? Whether it would be possible or not. It, it, if you could go back in time, okay. what okay. would you change? Okay. Uh, and we will answer that later on uh, in the show. Um, so the Delta variant is on the rise. It is all over the news. Um, 40 states have seen a huge increase in COVID cases due to this Delta variant. Now, nearly all of the new cases, they say, are from people who have not been vaccinated. Yes. Okay. Um, Los Angeles County has reinstated their mask mandate. So they have brought their mask mandate back. Okay. Health officials say that the best way to combat this Delta variant is to get vaccinated. Yes. Because the vaccines out now are very effective against this Delta variant. Yes. I was looking at uh, the surgeon. The surgeon general did a press conference where he talked about the amount of disinformation that's out there on social media regarding vaccines. And, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to say, you know, I don't think vaccine is for me. I'm not going to get the vaccine. You know, and even to say, you know, I don't, I don't don't trust it. You know, I'm not going to, not going to get it, but it's another thing to tell lies about it, Mm -hmm. to make up stuff about it. For instance, it's going to make you sterile. I've heard people uh, on, I've seen people on social media say that it's going to make you sterile or uh, all right, you're going to grow an extra finger, you know, stuff like that. See, those are lies about the vaccine. And not, you know, again, it's different from someone saying vaccine, not for me. I'm not going to take it. I don't really trust what's, you know, in it. I'm just not sure about it. Then somebody telling a complete lie about it. Yeah. And that is what the Surgeon General was talking about in his press conference that, you know, they are trying to stop that. And Facebook was uh, Facebook had sent a uh, release a statement about, you know, how they're trying to stop, you know, uh, people putting right. The post, the lot, the post, you know, about the, the lies about the vaccine. Mm. And, um, 
You know, I just, I don't know if they'll be able to catch, you know, everybody. I mean, you know, I I, I don't know. Yeah. But even with the lies, the so-called lies that people are putting out about it, taking the vaccine, would you still be alive? I mean, even if you know I'm I'm not going to take it, okay, there's a chance of you getting it, you know, by you not taking it. But if you take it, uh, you're sterile. Grow an extra finger, but would you still be alive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, there are over 160 million Americans who are now vaccinated. Oh, great. And they have administered 336 million vaccines. Because, you know, most people got to get two. If you yeah. do a Moderna or the the Pfizer, right. you got to get two. That's roughly 48% of the population here in America are vaccinated. Mm. Now, it's not herd immunity like he wanted it to be yeah. herd immunity. But, you know, you can't make, you know, you just give people the information Make it easy for them, which I thought it was very easy for me to get the vaccine. I was mm-hmm. actually kind of anxious because I didn't get it fast enough. You know, I was like, oh, my God, you know, when am I going to be able to get it? Uh, but, you know, making it making it, um, you know, readily available for people and giving people the and that's all you can do. Yeah. You know, you can't make somebody get the vaccine. Yeah. I saw some. A lie on social media where it says that uh, Biden administration was going to try to make people get the vaccine. Just a total lie. And then when you read all of the comments that people believe these lies. Now, some people were up there and were saying, you're a liar. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. the government is not trying to make you get a vaccine, uh, but they're trying to get the information out. They're just giving you the information about it, Mm -hmm. about how safe it is and that kind of stuff. But nobody is trying to force people to get the. No, I did hear that some some uh, companies were thinking about making their uh, employees employees take it. You know, I don't know how legal that is. I don't know. You know, I'm not a lawyer, but. Stop, stop the lies. Look, do you know that I was afraid up until the time that I got the vaccine? I was really afraid yeah, because, because I was afraid of the unknown. So it, it kind of scared me. But when my sister called me and, you know, said that she was getting it and wanted to know if I wanted to, you know, go along and get mine the same time. You know, I, that gave me a little more, you know, a little more confidence in it. But I was really scared up until the day that I got it. Well, I was more scared of getting coronavirus. That's what I was more scared of than than the vaccine. Honestly, I, I was really anxious. I was really, you know, nervous. One thing about me is that a lot of times I don't say a lot of stuff, but I was really nervous about getting it. So getting the The coronavirus and Mm -hmm. not the I was more nervous about that than about getting the vaccine for it, because, as I said before, my I did have, uh, you know, some reaction, but it was very minimal. Yeah. Um, The first shot, I had soreness in my arm for a day and then that went away. Second shot, I had a lot of soreness in my arm. Uh, I felt a little sluggish about a day or two and then after that everything was gone 
Oh, well, see, my stuff came with the first one, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, bruised, you know, because right. of the injection site and stuff. Right. And that lasted probably about a week, oh, you know, yeah. the bruising and yeah. stuff. But that second one, nothing. Mm. I mean, nothing. Yeah, that second one for me was worse than the first one. But again, uh, for me, I would have rather have gone through that a day or two than the than the alternative right. to, you know, right. have been in, laying in somebody's hospital, right. uh, you know, uh, on knocking on uh, death's door. So, mm-hmm. you know, but some people don't feel that way. Well, before I got it, like I said, I was scared, more scared of the unknown. But I have asthma mm-hmm. and I have other, you know, underlying medical problems. But every little and I have bad allergies. No, so I have every, bad allergies. So every little thing that happened to me, if I would get asthma, either, you know, sneezing and stuff, the first thing I thought, oh, that, my me God, too. I me got too. it. Me you too. Know, I did. I, I worried. I really worried a lot. Yeah, I was I was the very I was yeah. the very same way. I have really bad. I suffer from allergies year round. Yeah, me too. Um, and so but, you know, that sneeze, that feeling of kind of sluggishness that you get. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, Lord, you know, yeah. like what which one, which is why I was so anxious to get the vaccine. Yeah. And then everybody you see. You know, even if they just, you know, right. you, oh my God, they yeah. done brought it, you know, yeah. and stuff. But I mean, it was it was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Up until the time that I, you know, got the shot that day, that first one. Yeah. Yeah. They are saying that by this winter, there could be an approved vaccine for children under twelve. Mm. And so, uh, you know. That's a good thing. You know, I don't know what that would look like, if that's going to be a shot in the arm or, you know, uh, a nasal, you know, how sometimes they do. Yeah, the um, mist thing. Right. Uh, some, you know, I don't know what that would look like, you know, mm-hmm. a pill. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. they didn't say, but they're saying that by this winter uh, that there could be an approved vaccine for children under 12. The FDA issued a new warning for the Johnson and Johnson shot, suggesting that it is linked to an increased risk of, now I'm pretty sure I'm going to slaughter this name, Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is an autoimmune reaction in which the immune system attacks the nervous system. Yes. So, just, um, just like my rheumatoid. So I don't know what's up with this uh, Johnson and Johnson. I don't know how how in the world did they pass anything. First, it was giving people blood clots. You know, mm. seven people, but still seven people too many. You know, we yeah. don't want anybody to have died yeah. or or whatever to have gotten sick from anything. And now they're saying this Guillain Barre syndrome. So I don't know. I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going on with Johnson and Johnson, but um, Ooh, and we know a few people that have uh, taken the Johnson. I only know Johnson. two people. Just I only two. know two people that uh, took it. So, and they had they had no problems, and they took this what um, earlier this year. They took the Johnson. They took the Johnson and Johnson before I got my Pfizer. Oh well, you so, know, I told you the. 
people down there where I go every Sunday, all of them had the Johnson and Johnson. Mm. And they, nothing They're has happened okay. to them. Yeah, nothing has happened to these two people. Mm-hmm. You know, and it could just be, you know, an underlining condition. You know, every, look, sometimes, you know, people get allergic to uh, some stuff. Other people don't get allergic to, you know, stuff. Right. So, you know, I don't know. Uh, but I hope they really do look into that. So, what uh, two weeks ago, I talked about the zebra cobra snake that got loose and mm-hmm. had to be captured. Uh, by the way, that owner got hit with 40 violations yes. for that. Yes. And I, I was wondering about whether or not I knew probably something was going to happen where he yeah. was probably going to get uh, into some he, some type of trouble or, yeah. or something for letting a zebra cobra snake And he has a out. lot of animals yeah a well, lot yeah well he got hit with 40 violations for that well last week there was a bear cub <laughs> that got caught uh, i guess it was sticks stick stuck mm-hmm. up in a tree and it, it it had been up there for like 24 hours mm-hmm. uh so they lured him down with raspberry donuts yes. and sardines yeah <laughs> what a combination yeah. of uh, food. And they put it at the base of the tree. Uh-huh. And I guess he smelled it or she smelled it or whatever. Yeah, they had to rub some on the tree. Oh, did oh, they? Uh-huh. Uh, and it came down, ate the stuff, then went on, went on about his business. Yeah. So now, they- my thing is, if it went on about his business, it went back where it came from. Well, hopefully. Well, okay, so why it won't come back then? Well, like, well, I mean, you can't. You know, you can't. And, and you know what? And again, we talk about this all the time. Raleigh used to be very um forest you know we didn't you know but now because everybody is moving here yeah uh developing right they're developing and they're tearing down these uh these forests um and you know that's taking the homes away that's where they live that's where these animals are living and so that's why they're roaming now you know because they don't have you know uh any place to go and no it's a coyote alert too did I say it right? Coyote. A coyote, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear about that, but oh, I remember. Yeah, in Raleigh. I remember the fox that used to actually around here in this neighborhood. Yeah, that I used remember to be coyote, a fox. Um, next door. The oh, girl she said. Uh-huh. I'm talking about years ago when the fox used to be around here. Yeah, he was so pretty. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then uh, the coyotes and our next door neighbor had said that uh, her dog, she, she has like three, three or four. I don't know how many four. dogs she has. And um, that the there was a coyote that kept coming around because it was probably coming to try to get the dogs. Yeah. And she was trying to warn. I haven't seen uh, a coyote around here, but I noticed that she don't let those dogs go out like that anymore. She used to just put them out and let them kind of roam in the back. And, you know, uh, but yeah. now I don't even see that don't anymore. I, know. I don't even see that anymore. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, so these poor little animals, oh my God, their little home, their little habitat, their little houses mm-hmm. and stuff. That's about like the shark house. They being evicted. <laughs> they being evicted. They being canceled. We got to go to break. We'll be right back in just a moment. You are listening to This Is How We See
We are back. Thanks for coming back with us. A couple of months ago, the North Carolina House of Representatives approved HB 453, a bill that would ban abortions based on the reason behind the person's decision. The measure now heads to the state Senate which may take it up at any point during the 21-22 legislative session. HB 453 is the latest in ongoing efforts by state legislatures to curtail abortion access. It cleared this legislative hurdle on the same day that the U.S. Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals heard oral arguments on a North Carolina law banning abortion after 20 weeks of pregnancy that a federal district court found to be unconstitutional Mm -hmm. in 2019. Now, I've said this many times before, I am not a proponent of abortions. Um, but because it will, I will never be faced with whether Mm -hmm. or not to have an abortion. Right. My voice is not loud on this subject. Personally, I think that a lot of abortions is like the oops method, really, to be honest. I think people are irresponsible with their sexual activity. And I think that that's where a lot of abortions come from. Oh, my God, you know. Oh, you know, I laid with somebody. Oh, now now let me go, you know, do this. Um, I I think that's a a lot of the reason why uh, people get abortions. Some people don't. Some people get abortions for for health reasons. You know, not everybody gets an abortion because of that. Uh, But because my voice is not, uh, because I'll never be faced with the the decision to have one, my voice isn't the loudest. And I find it odd that the loudest voices in the abortion debate are men. Which will never have... Are men who will never, ever... Now, men can be affected by an abortion. Surely can be affected by it. But you will never, ever be faced with whether or not the decision to have one. And I don't understand how men have the loudest and not it's not just men, women, too. But I can understand kind of that more so than a man. Right. You know, and again, I think everybody has a right to believe what they want to believe. Right. Um, but why is it that the loudest voices are, are, the, are men's voices? And and, you know, God gives us all a choice how we live down here. He gives us all a choice while we're on earth. He doesn't force anybody to do anything. He gives you a choice. And isn't it interesting how the one being who can at the snap of a finger at the, uh, the word speak a word and can make all of us live the way he wants us to. He could change all of our minds and make us all do exactly what he wants us to do. But he doesn't. He does not do that. He gives everybody a choice. And he says, this is how you should live. Right. But then he gives us a choice on, to follow that exactly, if we want to. To follow that if, mm-hmm. if, if we, you know, if we want to. But with the knowledge of knowing 
that this is what, you know, supposed to be the real way to do exactly. it. Exactly. And the yeah. thing about it is, who better to tell us how to live our lives than the creator of us? Right. Who better, right. who knows better how we should do than him? Right. But you've got people who try and make other people live and do what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't make anybody do anything. The, the the being who can doesn't. But you think you can? You think you can, you know, make people do what you want them to do? Now, I'm not talking about laws because we got to have laws. Yeah. We can't be a lawless society. You know, we got to have some, you know, some, some laws. Some type of structure. There. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, here is, here, here's another thing that I, that I will say. Even though, even though God gives us a choice um, and he gives us, you know, hey, this is how I, this is how I've created you to do, but you have a choice how you do it. There are consequences to the choices that we make. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are consequences to how we decide to live our life. You know, hey, he wants us to live that way, but you know, I don't want to live that way. I'm going to live over here. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do. That's your choice. But understand. There are consequences. There are consequences to yes. every choice every choice that we make. And I just believe that at the end of all of our life, everybody will give an account for what we did here on earth. Yeah. And I believe that because of that, people will... People will have to answer. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, they're just getting away with stuff. Nobody really gets away with stuff. You know, nobody really gets so. Do we really get away with it, really, honestly? You know, no, because you will answer for that's it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, um, we, you just can't make people do what you want them to do. Right. Even though you think that somebody is living the wrong way, doing something wrong, you know, not doing the right thing, you still can't make them do it. You can't make them live the right way. Or let me just say this, the way that you think that they should live. Right. Because that's mostly a lot of what it is. Um, and, and, you know, nobody gets away. Nobody gets, nobody gets away with anything because I believe that we will give an account to the deeds done in our body, you know, marching again. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a proponent for abortion either, but I'm not going to march down the street. And, you know, someone, uh, made a, a, a statement, uh, when I was doing some research on here and, you know, they said, oh, y'all want to march. Uh, for unborn fetuses, but you don't care nothing about when they're born. You know, like you don't oh. really care, you know, yeah. about how they live. You don't want to help them, right, right. you know, when they're born. How, how about how about the children that that were born? How about you passing legislation and how about you helping? Not to say that, you know, people don't help children, but they were just saying that people are so concerned about unborn children, but they're not really that concerned about children that, that are already, alive. you know, yeah. alive. So mm. I thought that was a very interesting um, uh, conversation that, uh, I, you know, I get a lot of conversation on social media. I have some really good social media friends and they yeah. talk a lot about, um, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, here's another thing. And you probably saw this, uh, Missy yourself. There was someone who posted someone member of our family 
who made who posted and said children are a reflection of the parents. Yes. And some people agreed. Yeah. And some people said, no, well, hold up. Uh, not all the time. Not all the time. And um, what I say to that is I think most of the time children are a reflection yes. of their parents. Yes. You know, when you see a child getting away with stuff out in public or at somebody's house showing out, they're showing out at home just the same way. Oh, yeah. You know, they're doing that stuff at home. Yeah. And the parents are allowing Exactly. It. But yeah. I do believe in a lot of cases, uh, especially when kids kind of get a little older, that they get their own mindset. You yes. can train them and raise them one way, but when they get up to some size and they go astray, it is not always because of the parents. No, no. A lot of peer pressure comes with stuff too. And just, and, and just, you know, personality, you know, people are mean and, and, and it's, <laughs> I'm serious. And your parents can be as nice as they can be. Look at Jeffrey Dahmer. Look at all these serial killers. Yeah. Their parents didn't raise them to be serial killers and all of that stuff. But something happened somewhere, you know, to to, to for them to um, trigger this side of the right or to to uh, go a different way, yeah. so to speak. So I think that in a lot of cases, yeah. I think that children are a reflection. When you look at somebody like that, when I see children showing out in the grocery stores and I'm like, no, she's not raising that child. Uh -huh. She is not disciplining, disciplining that child mm -hmm. the way uh, she should, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that in a lot of cases, that's true. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think it's in every case. I don't think that you can, that you can really say that in every single case. Right, right. So and, uh, and, and then um, like, <clears throat> excuse me, single parent homes and you raise, you teach your child this way and that. And then they later on grow up to be the opposite of what you have taught them. And, you know, the first thing that come out of people's mouth. Yeah, that blood, that, oh, <laughs> that, other, yeah, that yeah, other side, that yeah. blood. But you know what? <clears throat> that that could be true, though. Traits. I do. I think traits can be passed down. Of course. From parents. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Like, you know, somebody, well, you know, uh, a strong will, but you know, their, their mother, their father was strong will. They were just like that. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't think all the time it does because I think that I'm different from my parents and I'm certainly different from my father. So I don't think that that's always the case, but I think that in a lot of cases it could be, yeah. It could be genetics. It could yeah. be, you know, like you inherit blue eyes from your, your father or your mother. Uh -huh. You could inherit something, some craziness, yeah. you know, from your parents <laughs> as well. <laughs> Lord knows. <laughs> I believe that some people it, it did inherit some craziness from, you know, 
Yeah, I've heard the parents say, yeah, sit, sit the thing, you know, and stuff. But, hey, they got that from the daddy, right. you know? Yeah, but I, I think a lot of times people play about that. My brother says that a lot about my nephew mm-hmm. and his mom. Oh, he got that craziness from his mama. <laughs> yeah, he could have got a little bit craziness from you, too. Yeah, so that's, that's not always the case. But, yeah. you know, I do, for the most part, I do think it's true. I do think that children, for the most part, are a reflection of of their parents and, yeah. and and how they're being raised at home and we will be back in just a moment stay right with us We are back. Thanks for coming back with the song of the week. So it's summertime. And uh, I was uh, having this conversation with someone. I remember, you remember the movie, Two Can Play That Game? Yeah. And how Vivica Fox. Vivica Fox and how she said, you know, in the summertime, men lose their minds. <laughs> and she said that uh, uh, women start wearing little skimpy clothes and men, men just lose their minds. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation and someone said that summertime is the time where people break up because they want to be free. Yeah. They want to be free and they want to be able to go and see other and, people and do whatever and, they right, want to and do. test the waters. Mm-hmm. And so I thought about what's the perfect breakup song? What is the perfect break- breakup song? And uh, this- Will Smith. No. Who? Summertime, Will Smith. That ain't a breakup song. Summertime is not a breakup song. Oh, you don't hear the stuff that he's saying in it. I do, but it's okay. not about breakup. And breaking up is about barbecues and things like that in the summertime. Okay. Um, and so this song uh, is by one of my favorite artists, Layla Hathaway. She is the daughter of the great Donnie Hathaway. Yeah. And uh, I like mostly everything Layla Hathaway does. But she did did a song uh, many years ago, I think off her third album called Separate Ways. And so that is my song of the week. Here is Layla Hathaway with Separate Ways.
beautiful song. Beautiful yes, it song, is. Separate ways. Um, you know, it's just, it. Uh, you know, I just thought about breakup songs, and that's like one of the for for me. It's one of the classic breakup songs uh, for me. So that was Layla Hathaway with Separate Ways. There's a new series on Netflix called This Is Pop, and it's about all facets of the music industry. And they interview artists and people that are in the industry and they talk about like milestones in the industry. Mm, haven't seen it. T-Pain, he, I think it was the first one, the first interview on This Is Pop. Mm-hmm. He says he fell into a four year long depression after Usher told him that his use of auto-tune wrecked the music industry. What? The rapper makes the stunning revelation on the upcoming... Well, I told you this is pop. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen a couple of episodes. Actually, I think I've, I've watched all of them the first season. When, okay. I, when I look at something on Netflix, I go right through, you know. Yeah. Um, and he said that the statement from his famous friend... So he's supposed to have been a friend of Usher, which I guess might have been why Usher felt comfortable to it's say this him. to him, mm-hmm. caused him deep pain. He said, Usher was my friend. I really respect Usher. He said, and I'm going to tell you something, man. This is what Usher told him. Mm-hmm. You effed up music. T-Pain said he thought he was joking. Until he doubled down on his comments. And then he was like, yeah, man, you really effed up music for real singers. T-Pain recalled Usher saying, uh, you know, that this on a plane said that he just kind of came up and, and was like, hey, I guess they were going somewhere. I don't know where they were going. And he said, I was like, what did I do? I came out and I used auto-tune. And he said, Usher said, yeah, you effed it up. He said, but I'm like, but I used it. I didn't tell everybody else to start using it. I just used it. But here's the thing. T-Pain is not the first person to use auto-tune. He was not the first person to use. Auto-tunes have been used. uh, Now, he made it real famous. Yeah, with that song, right? Right, but he is not... Sherry used auto-tunes on Do You Believe in Life After Love. Yes. So you remember that? Did she F up music? You know? Um, And so he just really kind of, remember when T-Pain kind of fell off and didn't do anything? This is why. This is why he said that he kind of stopped doing music because of Usher's comment. He said, and the reason why he said it affected him so much was because Usher, he really respected. Uh, Usher's really big in the music industry. And he's had a lot of success, a lot of crossover success to more than your average R&B singer. Really? Uh, Oh, yeah, Usher has. Oh, yeah, Usher sold a lot of albums. Yeah, Usher can't sing that good. He can't really sing that good to me either. But... It's not just his voice, it's his whole thing, his whole mm-hmm. dancing, which I don't think he can dance better than Chris Brown. Ooh, but can't nobody dance better than Chris Brown. Yeah, I think so. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Ooh, Eric, I don't know. It's somebody that can sing better. Uh, I said dance. dance and and he can sing. Now, Chris Brown can sing. Now, now, he I can will sing. tell you that. Yeah. He really can yeah. sing. 
Um, you know that little dude can sing too. Um, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber could always sing. Yes. I think, you know, he annoyed me at first with that baby, yeah. baby. <laughs> that, that annoyed me. Really? That annoyed me. And I was like, with well, this little. Well, his voice probably hadn't changed. Old head, haircut boy, <laughs> get off the airwaves with this baby, baby. But, mm-hmm. but um, Justin Bieber can really sing yes he can and the more i listen to his music the better to me it yes. gets yes and so you know he's off married and you know living blissful bliss yeah. life as a, as a married man they, they mad with him about something though they, they, i can't they, remember oh, what they it always what mad it with ursher i mean not ursher with uh justin timberlake timberlake justin bieber yeah now justin oh, timberlake is another one now. justin yeah. timberlake is another one that can sing and dance and he can dance yes and he can dance yeah. people try to hate on justin and i hated on justin a little bit because of the janet jackson thing yeah. that he did but you cannot deny his talent right and you cannot deny his gift i was just upset that he and i'm pretty sure he was following his the, the his his team yeah. they probably told him to lay low and shut up and you know not say nothing um i still think it was wrong but you know I, I'm still not understanding. Wasn't it a mistake when he pulled? It was a top? mistake that he did. He wasn't yeah. supposed to pull down. First of all, and I talked about this when you weren't on the show. Sometimes just just sing, dance, and go home. Stop trying to shock people. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes because I was talking about Lil Nas X tongue kissing his uh, male um, background dancer on the BT Awards. That caused a whole lot Tongue of stuff. Kissing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it was a, yeah, and 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 then I start talking about Janet. Sometimes just sing, dance, do what you were hired to do, and go home. Stop trying to shock people. And if she would have just done what she was supposed to do, um, then she wouldn't have been in all of this, you know, this 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 controversy yeah. because it really did hurt her career. Because you know Janet always sold 10, 11 million albums, and then after that. She would say a one, a million of an album. Well, because her nipple shows. Yeah, people don't want to. Listen, it was the Super Bowl. There were children watching the Super Bowl. There were plenty of people who But what did he supposed to have done? He was supposed to bring down one thing uh-huh, that was supposed to be a mesh over her nipple. Uh-huh. But he tore the whole thing down. And her nipple show. This is live TV oh, okay. on, at the Super Bowl. Yeah. And so... Um, you know, and, and sh- but she got the flack for it and not him, really, even though he's the one. But she's the one. It was her show. He was and the only guest. thing he really had to do was apologize, you know, and say, I'm sorry I made a mistake. Well, yeah, and he, that would have yeah. been it. Yeah. But see, Janet took the flack because, number one, it was her thing. She, he, she invited him to perform with her on her song. And so that's why she took the flag. And that's why a lot of times I say, just sometimes, just sing, just dance. Stop trying to shock people and do everything. If you were in concert by yourself and not on national TV, okay, fine, you know. Um, but this was this was the Super Bowl. This was national TV. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. And so, and then to have that happen, I don't know. I just think sometimes people just need to just, Stop trying to shock people and all this shock performance and just perform. Just do your dance, Mm -hmm. Janet. You didn't need all of that. We love your dancing. Well, Lil Nas' pants split 
Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, that. his parents split. Been a couple of weeks ago. They were talking about it, and it was on a video. They well, showed the video. That's something and that he probably couldn't have helped. Yeah, his but they saw the the end of his little oh, mess, and really? they said that's why his name is Lida Nah. Oh, that's. <laughs> not, I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. It was on TZM. Uh, look, TZM. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, T-Pain, uh, you know, this is this is the revelation that he made uh, about uh, why he had stopped singing for a while is because Usher. I don't know where his and Usher's relationship is now, yeah. uh, but I tell you what. He did his auto tune and he was very successful and had some good music. With those auto tunes, yeah. and there were a lot of artists who wanted him to be featured on their song with his auto tunes. Yeah, so, he said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was everywhere. Yeah. T Pain was everywhere yeah. with his auto tune. Um, and then plus he proved that he could sing. T Pain can, can sing. Yes, he can sing, and he actually did a little uh, kind of a, a unplugged set with just a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was on NPR. There's the show on NPR that does that, and he proved that he I don't sing. really need auto tunes right. because I really can sing. And we'll be back in just a moment. We are back. Thanks for coming back with us. Before we started the show, I proposed a question. And I said, if you could go back in time, what would you change? Now, I thought about this. And mine isn't just one particular thing. Um... I think sometimes and, and, you know, in the past that I have missed a lot of opportunities trying to overanalyze something. And I think that and there's nothing wrong with analyzing stuff because you shouldn't just fly by the seat of your pants on everything. But I think that sometimes I have hindered myself trying to overanalyze something, trying to overthink something, trying to, you know, oh, well, this and this and, you know, that and that. And then the opportunity is gone, you know, because I've I've been sitting around trying to, you know, trying to analyze something. I think that a lot of times, sometimes if, if I would have just had the, you know what, let's do it. Yeah. You know, let's yeah. just, Eric, A, let the chips fall where they may, but see where this might go. I think that I would have been, um, I would have had more opportunities uh, presented to me if I wasn't the type of person that, you know, just had to sit around and weigh the pros and cons on everything, which again, that's not, it's not a bad thing to do, mm-hmm. but I, I, what I've heard a lot of successful people do uh, say is, you know, I didn't know if this was going to work, you know, like I just threw caution to the wind yeah, and mm-hmm. I just 
went out and I just did it. Um, I think that if I would have been more like that, I think I would be in another place uh, in life. And I wish there would be some people that I didn't meet. If I could change that, I think that there would be uh, some people that I would say, you know what? <laughs> I know what I know you. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm not. So I, I think that that's, you know, it's not just one incident that I can remember, but I think that there are a lot of time. There were a lot of opportunities that, that, um, I could have capitalized on mm-hmm. if I was more of the type of person to say, let's, let's do it and let's see where it goes. So I think that that's one, th- some of the things that I would change. Ooh, okay. Well, mine's is more of a little personal thing. Um, I wish that when I had first, when I had gotten married, and the first time that I left my husband for the first time, um, I, I moved out when he went to work one day. I got a, a place while we were still together. I got, you know, my own place and everything. And he went to work one day, and I called my brother and some friends over, and we moved completely out of the house. So when he came what? back. Yes. I didn't know that. Where was when this? Which house was this? <laughs> Oakwood Villa. Oh. And um, wow. and when he came home, nobody was there. And nothing. Everything gone. I think I left him a mattress <laughs> on the floor. Um, but it, it um, uh, for about two weeks, he didn't know where I was. Uh-huh. You know, I had moved on. Peach. Oh yeah, and, uh, Peach. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and he didn't know who I was. Um, a friend of his saw the kids playing and told him I didn't know you had moved. You know, such a place, man. And he said, "Where was that?" And, and the friend told him where I was. And I end up. Um, he wasn't abusive or anything, um, but I, we were good friends. You know, and I know some people say, "Ooh, I married my best friend." I don't think that was good. You know, for me, we were we were great friends. He was my best friend. Um, we still are friends now, and that's been almost forty something years. But I I I end up, you know, letting them come back and stay with me, and everything. And we were together for twenty six years, and I just wish that that first time when I left. I wouldn't have never taken them back. We could have continued to be friends, but never back as husband and wife. Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's interesting because I didn't, I didn't know none of that. I remember you living in, uh, I don't even remember you moving. I remember, uh, uh, Villa, And then I remember Peach Road. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know that he didn't go with you when I went there. He was there. So on Peach Road. So, um, Mm-hmm. Oh, Bojack and, and Paul moved me. I, well, you know, I probably was, what, 10, 11 years old, uh, somewhere around there during that time. So, you know, when you're 10, 11 years old, you know, me anyway, you know, I was, you know, I was in my own world. <laughs> you remember when y'all used to come over and spend the weekend? I do. And I don't ever remember him not being there. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, I That's why I'm saying I didn't know. Yeah, well, you know. 
Um, and look, we know that we can't go back in time and right. change stuff. Right. Uh, but I will tell you this, though. Even though I think that, uh, you know, that I would go back and change some stuff, I still think that we all have a path. Yes. And I think that the things that we go through shape who we become. And uh, just like people say, well, if it didn't rain, no flowers would bloom. You know, so I think that even the things that we go through, bad and good, shape our lives. They shape who we are. And, And a lot of adversity makes us resilient. It makes us stronger. You know, and so I think that, um, again, you know, I think that I probably would have have taken some of the opportunities, but 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 I I will say that I'm I'm glad for the things that I did go through. I think sometimes I made my life harder um, and I think that sometimes that some of the things that I went through, I didn't have to if I would have made better choices. But um, I, I still believe that that you know, what, what we go through makes us who we are. So, yeah. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Right. Britney Spears went to court trying to get her conservatorship canceled. Yeah. And remember when she got into all that trouble years ago, I mean, this was years ago. Cutting her hair off and all that stuff. Yeah. Then hitting cars with umbrellas, all that stuff. They ruled her unstable. Yeah. And basically gave her father the rights over her life. Right. I mean, really is, is what happened. Yeah. Now she's saying enough is enough. Yeah, she's in the 40s now, right? She's been under this conservatorship since 2008. So that's what? About thir- that's 13 years, you know, uh, under this conservatorship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's what she says. I feel hanged up, bullied, and alone. The conservatorship has done way more harm than good. And that's with her daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Brittany said, noting she's lied about being okay. Remember when she came on and was like, oh, I'm okay. I'm good. Because her fans were kind of saying, oh, where's, you know, where's Brittany? And she came and said that she was okay. She said she lied. about saying she was okay Mm -hmm. and telling her fans that she's happy. Mm -hmm. You know, when she was on the, what is that with Simon Kyle? She was, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we used to say she looks weird. Yeah. You know, I don't (laughs) really watch, you know, I stopped watching that, but I remember when she was on that, uh, she said in reality, she said, I am traumatized. I am so angry. It's insane. Now, the judge denied her request, but the company who is the co-conservator wants to resign. Yeah. They don't want, they don't want to do, you know, I guess they feel this woman should be able to do right, do uh, live her own life and handle her own business. Yeah, because she can't, she says she can't have children if she wanted to. She can't have children. She can't get married. Yeah. Um. Uh, and and now if this if this company who is the co-conservator resigns, that would leave her father as the sole conservator. So she is fighting. There was some, and I should have done a little bit more research, but she had some victory in court 
uh, and I forgot what it was, and maybe I'll talk about that next week, about she had some victory. Mm-hmm. First she went and they denied it, and yeah. then she went back, and I think some she had some type of victory uh, this last court appearance. Yeah. And so I might do a little bit of uh, more research into that uh, to see what that was. But, you know, that's why I say a lot of people think that a lot of people with money, oh, money, they got money, they ain't got no worries. That's not true. Right. That is not true. Who would have thought that here's this accomplished performer, and she's had a lot. Britney Spears has sold a lot of albums and has made a lot of money. And still is. Didn't she just have a, um, a residency? Oh, at, that was at, a couple of years ago. But oh, it was but successful. Hey, yeah. yeah. And she can't even man. She can't even go and pay for what she wants to buy. The money that she made now. Yeah. The money that she made and. She don't really have any rights to it. Well, She's got to get permission. I think her children live with her, don't they? And it's probably going be- between her and Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to think that to have had all of that success and not be the captain of your ship mm-hmm. and not be able to, if I want to go buy a million dollar house, hey, I'm going to go buy this million. She can't even do that. She's got to get permission to do her father. And this, these, these conservators yeah. have to approve everything she wants to do. Well, it was somebody that was up there that talked against the father. A lot of people are talking yeah, against the father. Yeah, but this was some lady that's on the, on the thing with him, too. I mean, you know, she's um, one of... Well, it's a company, and then it's the father. So it was him at first, mm-hmm. and then they got a company to co to be the co-conservator. Mm-hmm. And now the company wants to, they don't want anything else to do okay, with so it. So that must be one of the women that was talking. Could, could be, could be. Well, you know, we pray for Brittany and uh, we hope that it all works out for her. Maybe next week I'll do a little bit more research. Yeah. Uh, but that is all the time we have for today. We thank you guys for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Toodles. <laughs>